Hey y'all, welcome to Girl What You Doing Podcast, a podcast that was created just for you, a podcast that was created to snatch your edges and get you all the way together as we talk and we go through different scenarios and things that people have gone through, including myself, we're going to reason together because sometimes life will make you stop and say, girl, what are you doing? And you have to collect yourself. Well, guess what? We're going to collect ourselves together. We're going to create a plan so that we can be a better us, so that we can heal and grow and go into our destinies the way that we're supposed to. Thank you for tuning in to Girl, What You Doing? Come on, let's listen. Hey there, how you doing? Welcome back to Girl, What You Doing? podcast. I am your host, Shalyn, and I'm so, so very glad that you came to see about your girl once a again. I am so honored and I am so blessed that you just care about me enough that you want to come see about me every single week, okay? I love it. So look, today... Um, I'm just going to jump right in there. Um, today, I want to really focus on a topic. Um, this is a topic that I studied a few years ago. Um, it's a particular story in the Bible that I studied years ago. And, um, you know, of course, I'm always like, God, what do you want me to say to your people? Because I don't want to just be up here rambling. Like, I'll have my moments of ramble, but I want there to be a message when I speak. Um, and I want to help somebody somehow, some way. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. I want to be able to get your attention, to get you to say, girl, what is you doing? Let's stop. Let's, let's redirect this thing. Let's go a whole nother way, okay? But this is a story that I want to discuss. Um, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, and you don't hear people talk about this young lady I'm going to talk about very much. But um, the title today is going to be Don't Forget Penina. Don't Forget Penina. Now, um... No matter what your religion is, um, there's no judgment here. Whatever you decide um, that how you want to worship, that's totally your business. But um, in the Bible, in First Samuel, uh, a very familiar passage of um, and storyline of Hannah. Now we hear about Hannah all the time. You know, Hannah was. Um, let me get this name right because y'all know. Y'all already know how I am with Bible um, scriptures and stuff. I know what I'm trying to say, but it can get misstrued just a little bit. Okay. So, um, Elkanah, Elkanah, the husband. Okay. Cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat that too many times. But his wife, he had two wives. His first wife was Hannah. His second wife was Penina. Now, um, I'm going to speak on this, this story, okay? And then I'm going to bring it around to current day, all right? Um, in your spare time, I would admonish you to go back and read first Samuel 
um, so that you can understand where I'm coming from and get the full context of what I'm saying. But I'm going to paraphrase um, so you can get get the point of what I'm trying to say. So um, Elkanah had two wives. Like I said before, he had Hannah and he had Penina. Now, Hannah was his bootbank. That was his favorite. Okay, he favored Hannah. Penina was his second wife. She she like, but he favored Hannah. Penina had children. She had boys and girls. Hannah had none. God had closed up Hannah's womb so she couldn't have kids. And um and Penina knew this. Penina knew that it bothered Hannah that she could not bear children for her husband. She wanted children, but she could not bear children because God closed up her womb. Penina saw this. Penina saw what Hannah's weaknesses were. And that was one of her main weaknesses. So the story goes on and Penina torments Hannah. She picks on her. She's basically saying, ha ha, I got his babies. You can't have none. Just constantly tormenting her until she cried and cried and cried and cried. She even cried so much that she stopped eating. And every year they went up to um, Elkanai to work. Elkanai took his wives um, to Shiloh to worship. And this was a yearly thing for them. They would go and give sacrifices and um, and then they would just worship. And Hannah would go. She would go to the house of the Lord and she would weep and cry and weep and cry. She weeped and cried so much that the priest thought she was drunk. Because she was just talking, just just mumbling and murmuring to the point, you know, her lips was moving, but he never heard a sound coming out of her mouth. She thought he thought she was drunk. But they did this every single year. And Penina always picked with this woman. I mean, got on her nerves, stressed her out completely now it's a difference between getting on somebody's nerves and there's there is all there's a difference between tormenting somebody tormenting someone is on a whole different level it surpasses you getting on my nerves you make me sick it surpasses all of that she constantly tormented this lady constantly picking at her disabilities her not ableness to bear children, to carry children for her husband. And so Hannah continued to pray. And she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. The Lord sent word to her. 
that I've I've heard your prayers. Basically, I'm paraphrasing y'all. I heard your prayers. I'm going to give you a child. Um, and you know why Hannah was praying. Hannah, you know, stated that she would give the child back to God if He gave her um a child. He she would give the child back. So God sent word and said that she would have a boy. I mean, she would have a child. So a year goes by. She has a child. God keeps his word. Hannah keeps her word as well. She nurses the child until he was winged. And then once he was winged, took him back to the temple and gave him over and uh, to the Lord. And she left him there to be raised by the priest and learn the ways of the Lord and so on and so forth. That is the basis, basically, of the story of Hannah, Elkanah, and Penina. Now, Elkanah loved Penina, I mean, loved Hannah so much that whenever he had different portions, um, and he had sacrifices, he would give, you know, a regular portion to his second wife, Panana, to her kids, to her and her kids. But he favored Hannah so much that he would give her double portion because he pitied, he loved, not just he favored her and he loved her, but he had pity on her for the fact that she could not do what his other wife could do, which was carry a child. Of course, you know, Panana saw it. And Panada with the picking and carrying on. It pushed Hannah to a place where Hannah only focused on not having a kid and praying deeply and going deeper into God. When I was studying this a few years ago, I'm like, oof, Panada is a hard mess, honey. She got a lot going on. Why is she bothering this woman? Like you, since you got your stuff, go go to the side somewhere. I kept reading, kept reading, and I kept asking God, like, what is it that you want me to see out of this? Like I um I, I get the gist of the story. But it's a couple of things that he wanted me to see. The very first thing is, um, Panina was a thorn in Hannah's side. And when you go to 2 Corinthians, um, Paul was asking God to remove a thorn from his side. He asked him three times, Lord, please remove this thorn from my side now. Like it's, it's aggravating me, it's bothering me. And this is the passage where you hear the famous scripture, um, my grace is sufficient. The thorn was given and placed in your side so that you would not be conceited. That you would constantly search me and seek me so that I can be found so that you can handle this thorn on a daily basis. If you have something that's constantly bothering you. 
something that's constantly hurting you. Um, it makes you more prone to go before God and pray to him more and talk to him more and be in his face more. You know, you know, you've always heard, don't just bless God when you have the house and the car and the man or the woman and this and the other, but bless him at all times. He made sure Paul was going to be in his face at all times because therefore he wouldn't, he did not. That's why he did not remove the thorn from his side. So that was one thing. I said, okay, so Panina was a thorn in Hannah's side. And daily, she picked on that woman and tormented that woman, which pushed Hannah to constantly be on her face, to constantly be in the face of God, talking to him, praying to him, pleading with him, becoming close with him. Penina assisted Hannah to get where Hannah is. Most people don't see that. They don't see that. The second thing that God wanted me to see was that Penina was a broken woman. She was a broken woman. You don't hear much about Penina after the, you don't hear anything about Penina after this story. You hear her mentioned a couple of times in this passage. And you only hear the negative about Penina. We don't know her backstory. We don't know her family lineage. We don't know what happened to her after Hannah had kids. You don't hear anything else about Penina except that she constantly tormented Hannah. She basically was a thorn in Hannah's side. She was only the second wife to Elkanah. That's all you heard about Penina. But Penina is a person too. She was broken. She constantly was picked second, picked last. She always came behind Hannah. She was jealous. Even though the woman possessed, Penina possessed the very thing that Hannah could not provide for a number of years, she still was jealous of Hannah. You mean to tell me you got kids by your husband? You're giving him something that Hannah could not give him, and yet you're jealous of this woman. So you pick with her. Anina was rejected. You say, why is she rejected? You know, he gave her portion. She had kids. Yeah, but she was always second. That's a form of rejection. Everybody wants to be first. I want to be the favorite wife. Why Hannah got to be the favorite wife? I gave you kids. I gave you multiple children. What you see in her is so great. Oh, okay. So since you're going to treat me like this, I'm going to go mess with her. I'm going to go put her in full-blown depression because that's what it was. Okay. 
The reason I said go back and get Penina, let's turn this thing over until nowadays. Have you ever noticed that in every arena that you're in, whether it's church, your job, your family, there is a Penina present. Y'all walk, y'all walk with me. I need y'all to hear me and hear what I'm saying. Pick me up now. Pick me up. There's always a Penina present everywhere you go. You can change a thousand jobs. There's going to be a Penina present. You can hop and skip and go to every church in the city. There's always going to be a Penina present. Family gatherings. There's going to be a Penina present. So, this is what we need to get to. Penina ain't going nowhere. Okay? Penina is stuck. She's stuck in rejection. She's stuck in jealousy. She's just, she's mean. She's mean because she's hurt. Right? But Penina pushes us. Either Penina can push us in one or two ways. Either she's going to push us to snap out on her, cuss her out, throw those hands. Or she's going to push you to be better, to pray harder, to seek God more, to pray for patience, to pray for humility, to pray for understanding. One or two things is going to happen. And when Penina does what she does, we have to evaluate how we're going to respond. Now, while Penina Penina is aggravating us, and I keep saying Penina because you know who the Peninas are in your life. You know who the Peninas are at your job, at church, at home. In your family, you know who, even while I'm sitting here and you're listening to me talk about this, you can call them out by name right now. Right now. So Panina is pushing you. And if she's pushing you towards, Lord, I need you to help me. God, you need to help me. Even that simple prayer right there. She's pushing you closer to God for him to to. To take and pull up and uproot those things that are that she is testing and tormenting and aggravating you with. You're becoming closer to God in some way. So what happens when God blesses you? He blesses you with humility. He blesses you with patience and calmness and understanding. He blesses you with whatever you're praying for, whether it's a house or a car, because you remember Penina is a jealous person. They're jealous about things that you don't even possess yet. But they see that you're going to possess them. They see the ability and the greatness on you. Sometimes when you don't even see it. So you got to remember, Penina's is jealous. So she's going to bother you. They're going to torment you. 
They're going to get on your nerves and they're going to push you and push you and push you. And then when God blesses you, what are you going to do? Most people, once they get blessed, that's it. Thank you, God. And they go on about their business. They don't stay in the face of God. They thank you. They praise. They jump. They, oh, Lord, I bless you, Lord. Thank you so much. And then that's it. That is completely it. But I admonish you to go back and get Penina. Go back and get her. Because Penina is a person too. Penina is hurt. She's jealous. She's upset. Kind words. Love and kindness and kind words can turn a bitter heart. Let's not forget about the one that helped push you where you are. See, we don't give Penina credit. We talk about the storm. We talk about the turmoil. We talk about the storm and and, and the aggravation. But we have to give credit where credit is due. It pushed you. So you need to go back and get Penina. You need to go back and pray for Penina. Even if if they will not receive you verbally, you can always pray for them from afar. There is nothing that prayer can't do. There's nowhere that prayer can't go. Pray for that woman who is jealous of you. Pray for that woman that talks about you behind your back and you know about it. And God... And God allows you to even hear some of the conversations. Pray for that woman who feels rejected. That roll her eyes every time she sees you. And she don't even know anything about you. Pray for those who don't like you. And they know nothing about you. But they heard something from somebody else. Those Peninas need saving. They need love. They need attention. They need affection. They need to understand that, you know what? Yeah, you push me, but you push me towards something greater. Now I'm going to come back and get you so you can get to something greater. Change the narrative of Penina's story. Don't let Penina just be the thing that pushed you. Don't let her be known as aggravation and torment. Don't let that be the end of her story. Don't let that be the only time she's mentioned in your story. She got on my nerves. He or she tormented me. And and I'm saying she because Panana is a woman. But this can go in in the case of a man as well too. Because men get on your nerves. They sure do. Yes, they do. They can push you to places. Go back and get Panana, y'all. They deserve blessings. They deserve healing. They deserve to be whole as well. The main reason why Penina tormented Hannah is out of jealousy and rejection. She already had what that woman could not produce. She 
They already had it. But she just did not like the fact that she felt rejected and she always came second to Hannah. I'm not going to hold you long today. I just wanted to put that little bug in your ear because as I go throughout my life and in different places, you see Paninas everywhere. And people are mean for a reason. Women are hateful for a reason. They've been broken somewhere. They've been rejected somewhere. They've been hurt somewhere. They've been neglected somewhere. And so as a defense mechanism, they become mean. But that's not really who they are. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody has a little girl on the inside that has not been completely healed as of yet. Go back and get Panina. She deserves a different type of story. A different ending. Okay? I love y'all. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, another week. Y'all, we're going to keep going strong. And I just, my prayer is that God will constantly give me what to give y'all. Because I want all of us to be better. Um, I want us to be able to stop and say, girl, what you doing? What, what is you doing? We can't forget those that are behind us. Once we get to another level, we do have to turn around and reach back and pull people up that want to be pulled up. Let's get real clear. Because everybody doesn't want to be pulled up. And you can't carry around dead weight. But God will show you who wants to be pulled up and who needs to be pulled up. Go back and get those people so that they can rise too. They still might not be on your level, but at least they'll be going up the stairs. Y'all just at different paces. Okay? Y'all have an amazing week. I love y'all tremendously. Listen, please connect with me on Instagram. Girl, what you doing? On Instagram, you can connect with me on TikTok as well. Same title. If you want to email me, get in touch with me any type of way, you're more than welcome to email me at girlwhatyoudoing23, doing, D-O-I-N, 23 at gmail.com. Y'all, I have been getting a lot of emails. I am so grateful for these emails and the topics that are in them. Trust me, we will go through those topics. Be patient with me. I am so grateful that y'all are even reaching out to me. Please make sure you share, that you follow, that you like, that you spread the word, word that girl, what you doing podcast is out there because somebody needs to hear it. If it has helped you in any type of way, please share it so it can help somebody else, okay? All right. I love y'all. Have an amazing week. I will see you next Tuesday, okay? And I pray that God will help you throughout this week, that as you try something different, as you pray for something different, as you strive to be a better you, that God gives you the grace and the knowledge and the wisdom to do just that, okay? I love y'all. See you next week. Bye.